We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Look, I I know we're not going to do a lot of uh, let's keep talking about the passing of Mike Leach here today, but I've been sitting on one note for a couple weeks wondering if I was ever going to get a chance and I knew that we were going to talk to Fred today so I had an opening and I just wanted to share with everyone the figure that football has lost in Mike Leach. I was actually saying that with uh, with Ray that in my lifetime maybe the three most influential most changing of not just the way we look at a sport but the language of a sport Bill James, who is the guy who basically is the father of sabermetrics and new modern baseball analytics. He ushered in all of the dorky thinkery that defines every single Major League Baseball team, if not even Little League team. Steph Curry obviously has taken the game behind the three-point line in a way that Michael Jordan took the game above the rim. So he is an evolutionary step. Mike Leach is an absolute evolutionary step in the sport of football to the point where as one of the founding fathers of the air raid offense you know space and pace you either are running some version of his offense somehow some way or your defense has to be ready to defend some version of that offense somehow, some way. So whether you like Mike Leach and want that style, you better be able to coach against it at all levels of football. I mean, you see Pop Warner teams going five wide with huge splits in between the the, the offensive linemen Mm. on a Pop Warner team. That is all all Mike Leach. Roger Sherman from The Ringer wrote this, and I got to share this because I don't think people understand this. You can track Leach's influence through the people who played for him and coached under him. Leach's quarterback at Oklahoma in the late 90s was Josh Heupel, who now coaches the top-scoring offense in college football at Tennessee. This year's Heisman winner. Go Trojans. Fight Fight on, Lucas. This year's Heisman winner, Caleb Williams, and the runner-up, Max Duggan, are coached by former Leach assistants. USC's Lincoln Riley, TCU's Sonny Dykes, former Leach assistants. As a matter of fact, five of the last ten Heisman Trophy winning quarterbacks, Williams, Kyler Murray, Baker Mayfield, Johnny Manziel, and RG3, have Leach's fingerprints all over them. So do seven of 32 NFL starting quarterbacks, Mahomes, Murray, Mayfield, Jalen Hurts, Geno Smith, and Jared Goff, And since I told you I've been sitting on this for a couple of days now, Mm -hmm. we can add another to the mix because Gardner Minshew 
Wow. Is starting for the Eagles on Sunday. And, of course, Minshew played for Mike Leach directly. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, this guy's fingerprints are all over the sport at every level. College, NFL, high school, Pop Warner. It's like Steph Curry. Everybody can shoot the three. Mm -hmm. You know? every Well, maybe not strong enough to get it there. My kids can't. But... it's not going to stop them from jacking corner threes the minute they think they can. You know right, what I mean? Right. So it's just the, the, the football really lost someone very, very special when they lost Mike Leach. And again, if you can book Fred Smoot, I believe he is available for weddings, bar mitzvahs. The guy's just <laughs> fantastic. Probably DJs, too. Absolutely. Fred Smoot, A-plus all the way around. Um, we've got uh, our, our friend Brian Baldinger joining us at 430, which means we got a little time here. Alan, are you ready to get to the top five Bay Area sports headlines of 2022. Let's do it. So I have a particular order. I don't know if you have a particular order. I do. I do. I Well, then I would like, how do you want to do this? Do you want to start at five and go to one or start with the big item and go down? Let's start. Let's start at five and go down. Okay. Yeah. Five and work our way to the big, big. Yeah. You, know, you got to stick around. See, that'll be perfect. We'll go. We'll go four, we'll go five through two here. We'll hit a commercial break, and that'll be the tease. So everyone will come back for number one. There so you go. Tell everyone how this happens here. Uh, go ahead. Give me your fifth biggest Bay Area sports story of the year. So my fifth biggest Bay Area sports story, I'm actually going to go with the rebirth of Andrew Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins was a guy who people labeled a bust. They didn't know... What he was gonna be, he he had he went from having songs from Drake made about him to people saying, "What are you doing?" He gets traded, all these types of things. The overrated, underrated, properly rated, all at the same time. All at the same time, and he comes out in the finals. And yes, of course, Seth was gonna be Finals MVP. But to think that Andrew Wiggins would even be in the conversation—if you told somebody that three years ago, they would laugh you out of the building. All the Nick Wrights of the world, all these guys said it was a terrible deal. Fit matters, Damon. Fit matters. And, and just, you got to give kudos to the Warriors. And you got to give kudos to Andrew Wiggins for just continuing to believe in himself. That's my number five. I thought that Andrew Wiggins actually should have been named the Western Conference Finals MVP. Mm. Like, the what the the job that he did shutting yeah. down, you know, as, as much as you can shut down Luka. Slowed him down. Uh, yeah, yeah, slowed him down. But uh, I, Bielito was a big part of that, too. The dunks as yeah, well. absolutely. So, number five for me, I've got... The Oakland A's inability to function as a successful anything. Mm. Like, this is the year where they became a parody of themselves and are a full-fledged embarrassment to not only the city of Oakland, the sport, the fans that root for them, the fans. I mean, they, they have so shattered trust with their own loyal fan base. I've never seen a team go out of its way to intentionally sabotage its own success mm. quite like the Oakland A's. So I got them coming in Five. Uh, I'll give you my four, sure. and then you give me your four. And I might even have this a little bit lower, but maybe when I get to my next three, everyone will get it. At number four, I got Draymond Green punching Jordan Poole. Mm-hmm. I mean, to me, there's zero doubt in my mind that the lack of rhythm that the Warriors still seem to be struggling with, I'm not saying it's lingering to the point where it's an everyday issue concern. But it's where the, it's where the trouble started. Mm-hmm. It's definitely the jumping off point for a season that hasn't felt normal, but for not even a day, right? Yeah. So I, I think that the team is over it. I think that both men are over it. But that is a headline that I think defines the year that we are in right now and the year that we had. I, I I don't know how you could leave Draymond punching Jordan Poole 
out of the mix. No, and I got it. I'm just not going to tell you where okay. yet. But you, the residual effects, and look, we see all over the call line, the text line. Just get over it. They're over it. Maybe they're over it, but we're humans, and that doesn't mean subconsciously everybody's moved on. That, yeah. That's all I'm going to say. My number four, the Niners QB conundrum, the Niners QB soap opera, whatever you want to call it. It's the gift that keeps on giving. And, of course, you don't want to see people injured. I'm not saying that. But from you didn't know Trey Lance. He was the starter. I'm, we're giving him the keys to the organization. Jimmy's out the door. Jimmy says goodbye. Then Jimmy comes back. And then Trey Lance is the starter. Trey Lance gets hurt. And all roads lead to what everybody assumed. It would be Brock Purdy come money time. So... I knew that you were going to have that, and mm -hmm. I almost had that in there, too, but I decided to just take my one Niner headline in another direction okay. because maybe even more than the entire quarterback, because it's really weird. The entire quarterbacking carousel, you spun it, and even though everyone is so different, nothing really changed. Right. Christian McCaffrey changed everything. Mm. For me... Coming in at number three, it's the 49ers trading for Christian McCaffrey. That guy changed the dynamic of the entire team the day that he arrived. He changed the way that they could go about playing defense, the way that he was able to possess and hold the ball and extend drives. And and he is a very, very special player who clearly going forward, I, I'm not even going to monitor who the draft picks the Carolina Panthers will get that is good because I'd rather have Christian McCaffrey. I don't care what those guys become. This guy is all day and night long a very special player. And if he stays healthy, the next two or three years of 49ers football are going to be A-OK -okay, no matter who the quarterback is. Right. And I would love to check in on everybody who was saying they gave up too much to draft picks. Look, they, they miss on half those draft picks anyway. Where, where's Ty Davis Price? Where are these guys? Right. We know what Christian McCaffrey can do. Here's the thing. I don't know what those draft picks are. I do know that Christian McCaffrey is the baddest white boy running back <laughs> in the world, yes. in the history of the sport. Go with McCaffrey. Yeah. Yeah. And look, you can, he, you can make the argument he could go through this the rest of his career and, and be a slot receiver. I mean, he really could. Yeah, yeah. You, ha you have two of the most dynamic weapons that nobody else has anything like that. I mean, obviously, Fred Smoot thinks that the commanders have something similar, but we'll see. Coming in at my number three, Damon, that's where I had the Draymond punch. There you go. Yeah, I, I had it at number three. I mean, we're all just enjoying. The vibes are crazy. They're outstanding. Everyone is enjoying the Warriors, and all of a sudden, we see these headlines pop up, and we're thinking, what in the world? We're getting ready for a repeat season. Not to say we're not anymore, but it did derail some things. And I and look for and everybody, well, look, these things happen on the street all the time. Well, this isn't the playground. This is not the playground. These, these guys are these guys are adults, man. And look, Jordan Poole gets his money after that. He's looked off. And I don't know if it's connected. We will never know. But for everybody who says unequivocally that it's not connected, we can say unequivocally, you can't say that. Right. We don't know. Right. You, we do not know. You weren't in the room when the argument started, and you're not going to be there when it goes away. So we really just do not know. It's up to them. And, you know, I told you we were going to be stowing number one for after the break. We, we didn't even get to two or one. That's double the tease. Mm -hmm. Alan and I will be releasing. 
I'm sure you're all waiting with bated breath, are number two and number one Bay Area sports headlines of 2022 with maybe even a couple honorable mentions thrown in before we say hello to Brian Baldinger at 4.30 here on 95.7 The Game. It's good to have you around today. We are brought to you by CalHope.org. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Now, with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. the year for me ray wrapped it up yesterday alan styles is with us this afternoon brian baldinger is going to be joining alan and i in about 12 minutes so that means we got a little time to wrap up our top five bay area sports headlines of 2022 we'll recap five through three before we both give our top two in a second but i need to let you know that we got a little bit of breaking news remember how i said the san francisco giants should go out of their way to just take a flyer on K- uh, craig kimbrell they needed to you know, just keep on shoring up that bullpen. Taylor and Tyler Rogers, the twins, probably not going to be enough. So uh, maybe just take a look at Craig Kimbrell. Well, Giants said no, and the team that won the National League last year said yes. He is just he has just agreed to a one-year, $10 million, that is the major league equivalent of free, deal with the Philadelphia Phillies. Wow. No Craig Kimbrell, everyone, until he's pitching against you. Giants Phillies. No, no bird. You're not you're not gonna get the bird on your side. No, and he's dude, I I, I gotta be honest. The chicken I, wing. I hate his starting posture. Like, I don't know if that's supposed to look like a cobra hood or if he thinks that's intimidating. I don't I don't know, but it's him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll say this. Show me a silhouette. I'll tell you whether or not that's Craig Kimball or, or exactly. not. You know, exactly. So, uh, he is a Philly, so there you go. Uh, quick recap. Give me your five through three again. So I had the Wiggins rebirth at five, the Niners QB conundrum at four, and the Draymond punch at three. I had the Oakland A's self-immolation at five, the Draymond Green punching Jordan Poole at four, 49ers trading for Christian McCaffrey at three. At number two... And I really can't believe I have this at number two because normally championships are the biggest headlines you get, especially 
with the Golden State Warriors winning what I think is their least expected title mm-hmm. since the very first one. Yeah. And to be honest, maybe even that was easier to see coming than this one. The Golden State Warriors winning the NBA championship, I got coming in at number two, and I honestly can't believe I have it at number two because I don't think we've really actually begun to appreciate how remarkable that season, that run that was. Well, you talk about Wiggins going through the Celtics who showed up with you know supposedly the 1985 Chicago Bears defense. Mm-hmm. Well, got through that too. That was unbelievable. And Steph Curry with his literally, like we need to pick a signature game and you don't just want to have that almost half-court heave to win in Oklahoma City. You know, like, mm-hmm. we need a signature game in the NBA Finals. Well, you got that, too. Well, I'll tell you what. We're starting to appreciate it more the <laughs> the further down we get into this season, the no deeper kidding. we get into this season. My number two, the Correa catastrophe. Yeah. It just, I mean, it's the the gift that keeps on giving in the worst way possible. The The details that have come out. The, the 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 injury first they thought it was a back which was more recent than this ankle situation the the he was already looking for a house the the family already being dressed for the press conference the only reason it's not my number one is because I'm trying to be positive but that's why it's my number two so the reason why it's my number one <laughs> is because it is the single most unprecedented thing that I have seen here in the Bay Area. I have seen the Golden State Warriors win NBA titles before. I've seen it with my own two eyes. I was there when it happened. Mm -hmm. I've never seen anything like this. I've never seen anything like this by any team in any sport anywhere, and I've certainly never seen anything like this by any Bay Area team. Mm -hmm. This is some Mickey Mouse level of unprofessional Bush League nonsense that is so unprecedented. When I asked Tom Verducci, like, what do you compare this to yesterday? He said this. No, there's nothing on this scale. I mean, listen, I remember back in the day, Aaron Seeley thought he had a uh, job with the Orioles, and they flunked him on the physical. He he went to Seattle, pitched for a while. Uh, The Mets did it with the draft pick from Vanderbilt, Kumar Rocker. Igor Tori Alba. I mean, nothing is earth-shaking as this. I mean, you're talking about a deal over $300 million, one of the premier shortstops in the game. So, no. Uh, I, I don't even know if it's happened in other sports, guys, but nothing on this level in baseball that has ever happened. To me, the tie that went to the runner was the unprecedented nature. Mm-hmm. That Warriors championship came out of nowhere. This came from behind nowhere, like lurking in the shadows of nowhere to come on out Mm -hmm. and shock us all. So that's why I got it number one on my list. What is number one on yours? So number one is just Steph having his best year ever. And we can I can call it the Warriors championship, but everything that had that 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 Steph accomplished this past year, you know, to win that championship, get his finals MVP. You see him crying on the court. Steph is one of the most polarizing figures ever because so many people believe in him, but so many people have doubted him. For him to silence all the doubters, get that championship without Kevin Durant, get that finals MVP. He hosts the ESPYs. He won the Western Conference finals MVP. He won the All-Star MVP. He goes on to host the ESPYs. He's right? just I mean, named Man of the Year by Sports Illustrated. Named Man of the Year, so we can call it the Warriors, but more specifically, if you wanted to pick out who had the best year ever, it's Steph Curry. And that's my number one. That's a fine number one Mm -hmm. indeed to have because I actually have a couple of of honorable mentions that just missed my list. 
and the first two are very much Steph Curry related. At A, since we've already used all of our numbers, I'll say A, B, C, and D here. At A, I got Steph Curry becoming the NBA's all-time three-point king. Mm. Like, it was an inevitability. All we had to do was wait for it. It was as certain to happen as the sun is going to rise tomorrow in the east and set in the west. We knew it was going to happen, but when would it happen and where would it happen? And it all finally happened. And, you know, of course, Ray the entire time couldn't appreciate or bask in any of it. Just, yeah, ah, it's an accounting stat. It's going to happen. No, it's a special thing. It's a special thing for a guy yeah. we said is the best shooter in the world to definitively erase anyone from that conversation once and for all was part of it. To me, I got the Golden State Warriors becoming the most valuable team in NBA history mm-hmm. as well. That is something that is officially unprecedented. That is something that doesn't happen without Steph and all the success, obviously. So to me, the two of them are linked. The other two things from just a Bay Area headlines point of view. I got the San Jose Sharks ending and just cease and desisting all operations as an important or relevant NHL franchise. The San Jose Sharks have so backed away from the table of mattering in the Bay Area to the point where it's even more extreme than is normally given to a hockey team. We all know hockey is always the caboose of the conversation. Mm -hmm. But the caboose is still on the train. It comes on by when it goes through town. There is nothing the San Jose Sharks can do to be talked about, discussed, or matter again in this town. And they they went from mattering a little to mattering none. Yeah. And it feels like it happened really quickly. Yeah, it it went from, hey, you know, they were in the uh, Stanley Cup Finals there against Pittsburgh, and then it was over. It was just totally over after that. They got old, everyone, overnight. You had, like, the least likable hockey player ever in What's-His-Face, who's now not even here anymore. So the only other thing I would have is, is, and again, this doesn't matter much, but I think it matters an awful lot to those who do care about it, is the David Shaw era at Stanford is over. Yeah. That guy was incredibly successful for a little while. You know how many, you know, consecutive Rose Bowls, Cal would have to make before people noticed, the answer would be half a Rose Bowl. If Cal ever even got to half a Rose Bowl, it would be a big deal out here. A little bit of a big deal anyways. Stanford went to, what, three, four Rose Bowls in a row? Or four out of five? Three out of five? Whatever it was. It was ridiculous. Like, they were in the national championship conversation. And they might never return to that again. No. And I heard that he actually had an indefinite contract. Like he, he didn't ever have to leave. Right. They were just going to keep paying they him. They were going to keep rolling. They were, there was no amount of off-field or there was no off-field controversy ever. Mm-hmm. And Stanford really never attached itself to mattering on-field success or caring about it that much. Yeah. So as long as he was graduating guys and doing it the right way, they were very, very happy with the direction of the program, even though the program had lost its winning ways. Yeah. So it it's weird. Stanford situation's weird. They're going to be crushed under name, image, and likeness, which, by the way, when we get to our national headlines, I got that in there, too. We've got an awful lot to get into. Before we bring in uh, our friend Brian Baldinger here, 
I want to return to what Robert Sala said just a week ago where he was talking about an instant coffee world and that Zach Wilson can and will still prove himself as a franchise quarterback. And, and you know, a lot of people were saying, isn't that refreshing that Robert Sala would be sort of tisk-tisking the media to the point where saying, you know, you're all way too demanding. You want way too much, way too fast. And there there's a a point where he's totally right. You know, we do live in a society that wants it all, wants it now, and wants it delivered by Jeff Bezos immediately after they push the button. However, that's not how sports works. But the problems that people were having with Zach Wilson weren't any bigger than the ones that he was having. Like, I, I, I would have said, Robert Sala, you're the one who benched him. Right. You're the one who then deactivated him to the point where he did not dress two weeks in a row. You're talking about him being nitpicked apart. Well, no one is clearly more unimpressed than you. Like, don't turn around and try to put this back on the media like everyone's got it wrong and you just need to be more patient. And look at how he played last night. He was awful. He got pulled again for the modern Tim Tebow. You know, he got pulled again. His teammates don't like him. His own teammates were holding post-game pep rallies for him behind, you know, the, the, the woman doing the interview with Mike White. They're wearing Mike White T-shirts. Is the world impatient? Absolutely it is. Instant coffee world, it's a great line. But that's not Zach Wilson's problem. Zach Wilson's problem is Zach Wilson. Like, it, it's not a media creation. Sometimes, you know, they say eyewitnesses make lousy witnesses, especially in the court of law. But sometimes you do got to trust what your eyes are telling you. At no point in time should your eyes have ever told you, Man, this Zach Wilson thing really feels like it's about to work out with the New York Jets. So here's how this ends. He gets one more opportunity in another city, and then that's probably going to be it for him. That's how it works. That is how it works. There is no four or five year window where everyone being patient every uh, anymore. I, I was listening to Callan Cowherd the other day, and I think he came up with sort of an appropriate timeline. You have until your second Thanksgiving to show that you can either do it or don't do it. Yeah. That's what you get in the NFL right now. You got till your second Thanksgiving, and you should have shown us something by then. And just something. That, that That's all that we're asking for. We're not expecting Zach Wilson to be shot out of a cannon. Because look at Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones, a lot of people feel like the Giants have already moved on, but he has shown flashes a couple years ago when he tripped on that long run. He had the top speed, right? The top foot speed. Zach Wilson, you got to show me something, brother. He has shown nothing. Nothing. So you you can't work with that. You can't work. Zero times zero is zero. You got to show something. So not to totally change the subject off of football, because Brian Boldinger is going to be joining us here in a second, but where do you stand on James Wiseman? Because, again, I understand he didn't play a lot of college. Mm-hmm. And I understand that he got hurt. But here we are, you know, I don't want to say middle of year three, but we're in the middle of his third season. And I don't know if he's any closer to being a good fit with the Golden State Warriors than the what the, the day he was drafted. Now, I know that this sounds a little funny because he just had a really good game for the first time all year, and he put up 30 and only missed, what, two shots and played pretty well against the Nets team that was playing no defense, and even if they were playing defense, they don't play any defense at the rim. Mm -hmm. So to say it was easy pickings is, you know, we're officially, you know, picking and choosing what we're deciding to care about here, but I would say 
as impressive as a 30-point career high. It's also the emptiest calorie 30-point career high that he could have at this point in his career. And before that, he was minus 29 in 22 minutes in New York against the Knicks. I mean, he was really bad in that game. And that's a team that is playing defense against him. That is going out of its way to protect the rim. And I'm not here to say that James Wiseman isn't going to be an NBA player. He does have physical gifts that are jaw-dropping. But you got to have more than physical gifts, and you also need a little bit of a dog in you, and I don't think he has any of that. And if you ask me to define what, you know, what is your single go-to on-court attribute for James Wiseman, he looks uncomfortable. Mm. More than he even looks big. More than he even looks like a physical freak of nature that, if, you know, when you're the biggest guy in an NBA court, you're huge, boys and girls. He is a huge human being. I would say uncomfortable before I'd even say huge. Yeah. And look, it's not, I wouldn't say a raw deal. It's just he got injured. His timeline got messed up. And ultimately, Damon, I don't even know what he would have been if the timeline didn't get messed up because the the Warriors, they wanted to fit. They felt like they needed someone. And and I'm not going to get started here, but similar to Trey Lance, there wasn't a lot of film. He did not play at Memphis because of the NCAA stuff. So they just thought, Hey, this guy's really athletic. We're the Warriors. We can turn we we turn water into wine. We'll be able to figure this out. Right. And they weren't. Give us a completely raw, even more physically intimidating JaVel McGee with no bad habits. We can work with that. We'll be all right. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> not not yet. Not so far. And here's the thing. I he's got such little of a dog in him that I don't know if he is really cut. Like if you told me that James Wiseman's third professional contract because here's how this works just like it works for Zach Wilson if the Warriors decide to trade him Mm -hmm. and move on from him the team that he lands on will probably quickly learn the things that we have learned not much of a dog don't really know if he's a fit and then some other team will be like well we can fix him Mm -hmm. because he's just got so much physical potential and he's young enough to where you still believe maybe 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 I believe his third contract will be with either a team in China or Greece. That's where this is heading at this point in time. It is going to have to take a wildly dramatic reversal of fortune. And again, even if he proved that he played the other night a little bit against the Nets, that was a game without Steph Curry, which means you didn't even run the experiment. Can he play with the Warriors? Because if you're playing without Steph Curry, that ain't the Warriors. No. And, but here's the thing, Damon. I, I would say some responsibility does go on the Warriors because he is the most athletic, to your point, he's the most athletic center that the Warriors had ever played with since JaVale McGee, who was not a main piece of that team. They had Kevin Durant at that time. JaVale was in the dunker spot. So I, I don't know if Steve Kerr and, and the coaching staff and the front office, I don't know if as much as there were injury issues and, and James Wiseman, I saw a podcast with him. He's talking about how, you know, I really just wanted to be out there with the team. And I, I'm not trying to be that guy, but I don't really believe you. The way you're even saying it, I don't really believe you. But even with that being said, that offense was never catered to somebody like James Wiseman. And that leads to that Orlando game where he's clapping at Seth Curry to give him the ball. And everyone's saying, whoa, you don't do that. 
Right. You cannot do that. So I'm not taking sides with James Wiseman at all, but I'm saying if this is a pie chart, the Warriors got to take about 30, 30, 40% of that as well. Sure. Absolutely. I mean, the, it's their pick, so they're responsible for just putting them on the roster. Right. And it's the guy who is not only not getting better, but is actually regressing. You know, I mean, it's getting worse at times mm-hmm. than it was in his just throw him out there to see what the hell it looks like rookie year before he got hurt that year. Let's say hello to Kevin in Pleasanton. Kevin, you're on 95.7 The Game. What do you got? Happy holidays, guys. So, um, Damon, hey, man, you're on one about uh, Greece and China. (laughs) But listen, Steve Kerr has a system. And so I'm a basketball savant. My son plays pro ball in Europe. I'm a trained a lot of athletes, so I'm just going to drop a little knowledge. Steve Kerr has a system. It doesn't have to be a great athlete to be in the system, okay? So when some of that puzzle is missing, it messes up the system. So guys like Kaminga is not allowed to flourish like he normally would in somebody else's system. So um, to to the other um, uh, co-host's point, it's partly the Warriors' fault with all the development of the players because of the fact these guys were good. But they don't quite fit the system that Steve Kerr has laid out. Especially when one player gets hurt, it messes up everything. We need Wiggins back to make it a little bit more better for everybody else. So my, I just want to say that it's a system, guys. And if you don't fit the system, you don't really play. And, you know, and, and, and Kevin, thank you very much for the call. Appreciate whenever we can hear from a basketball savant in the audience, we, we think of it very much a, a lucky day for all of us here at 95.7 The Game. So thank you. Um, look, the guy can play physically, you'd think, with anyone. But then when you see him not even use his physicality, like who sets a softer screen than he does? Mm-hmm. And that's my problem with the dog in him, that there is no dog in him. Again, I'm going to tell you right now, if I were as big as James Wiseman, I would wake up in the morning with 10 rebounds before breakfast. I mean, it's just, and I remember saying in the early summer league game when I was like, I'm not impressed, man. I'm just, you know, I, and Draymond even mentioned me on his podcast saying, oh, you know, Damon, what do you know? You don't know anything. Look, I, I do know that he was rusty, which was the whole point that Draymond was making. You know, this guy's got to play himself back into football or a ba- basketball shape, and he's got to get his timing down, and you can't do that while you're held up. And, and, and I get all that. But that shouldn't be the difference between none and four rebounds. That should be the difference between eight and 15 rebounds. Right. Like, when you're consistently at four or fewer rebounds as a seven-footer, I'm gonna have problems with you. Yeah, I just I got problems with the dog in you that you do not have, and he just is, he he just does not have it. And someone's saying, I'm tired of all this Wiseman is a bus talk. If he were on the Orlando Magic or Pistons, he'd average 25 and 10. I don't know. Uh, no. I don't know. Uh, where where are you seeing 10 rebounds out of that guy? You, that's what I was gonna say. Maybe the 25 because there's a lot of garbage time. But where are you getting 10 rebounds from? Let's be honest. We love Kevon Looney. If James Wiseman was anything close to what the Warriors were hoping he'd be, Kevon Looney would not be getting this type of playing time. He wouldn't. No. But he fits the system. (laughs) He fits the system. 
that's why I'm saying it does go both go both ways, just like the caller was saying. I, I do think the Warriors they ha they haven't done enough, but at the same time, maybe they would have done more if James Wiseman showed them more. And I get it, he's been injured, but you can't make the club in the tub. I don't know what I'm supposed to do with that. What if they had taken, you know, LaMelo Ball? What if they had taken Franz Wagner? They probably would be in a much better situation now. But James Wiseman, and this is where I let Bob Myers off the hook. His body alone was so seductive. The promise was so extraordinary. When you got the second pick in the draft, you want to pull that brass ring. Mm -hmm. And had James Wiseman, you know, been anything other than what he is, he would he would have been serviceable. But I just the kid is uncomfortable. He doesn't necessarily fit the system. And I just I you know, look, I want to see it. I want to root for him. And I'm totally, you know, I'm, I'm holding my breath saying, well, he's Jermaine O'Neal 2.0. He's just really, really young. He's going to need about five years. My point is the Warriors don't have five years for him to work out. Like, they got about five games here where they, they this is an eight-game homestand that is going to be a very important portion of the season because it's going to determine what the Warriors look like. And there might be enough happening around the NBA over the next eight to ten games or so where other teams are going to start making choices. Are we going to be sellers? Are we going to go ahead and start trading guys? I just, I wish I saw it. I wish I saw it. When it comes to overall basketball skill, I, you know, I got a pretty good eye at that. When it comes to on-court acumen, IQ, the ability to identify and see with my own two eyes how valuable Draymond really is to the mix, no matter how frustrated we get or get upset with him or anything like that. You can see the man's IQ on the court if you know and you love the game. Uh, I see no dog in James Wiseman. I see no dog in James Wiseman. I see a guy who doesn't know how to control his own body. He's a human foul, not a human bucket. And you know, I, I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, there's not a lot of NBA players I would ever want to have a fight with. If I had to pick a Golden State Warrior to fight, as a 40, soon to be in March, I'll be a 48-year-old man with a stroke. I'd pick James Wiseman. <laughs> Come on. I'd pick James Wiseman because, I, dude, if it came down to who's got the scrapple in him, like, you want to see some squabbles? Sure. I'll, you know, I'll, he would probably destroy me. But, yeah, it's the lesser But I'm going to take that guy yeah. before anybody else because... He ain't about that life. Yeah. I don't know. Now I got to go through the roster. That, that is a wild If you had to statement. fight a Golden State Warrior, no, the answer is Ty Jerome. We all know that. But <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't know, know. Ty Jerome. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> all right. And he's got no hands. There's also that, too. He's got stone hands, man. <laughs> I didn't want to pick on him today, but I just sort of started going there. So he said 30 points, boss. Again, it was the emptiest 30-point calorie count in the nutritional pie chart. 888-957-9570. Baldi's going to be calling us around the corner soon enough. Until then, we're going to talk to you. We have to get into our top five national sports stories of 2022. There's an awful lot to go through there. And Alan and I are even going to give you three predictions for 23. That's all coming up in the next, oh, hour and 15 minutes before we wrap up this year. Here on 95.7 The Game, we're brought to you by Fremont Bank. Full service banking, no compromises. Now 
now back to Damon and Ratto on 95.7 The Game. There was a jingle during that commercial break that made me think we had like special seasonal rejoin music there for a second. But no, it was a Dolan's commercial. So Merry Christmas from Dolan's. Uh, Merry Christmas from Damon and Ratto, but no Ray Ratto today. Alan Stiles is in for Ray, and we are very happy to uh, let everyone on hold know we're going to come and talk to you in a second, but Brian Baldinger is nice enough to join us. What are you, are you Dulles or Reagan? Where are you flying out of right now? Uh, whatever DCA DCA is, uh, David. I think that's I think I that's think Dulles. Dulles. I think I think so. Hopefully yeah. you're at the right airport. Brian Baldinger here on 95.7 yeah. The Game, and uh, we got football tomorrow between the 49ers and the Commanders, and this is sort of an interesting matchup because. Not that the 49ers are going to put their feet up and say, we're already in the barn. We've got nothing to play for. We know that there's some bad blood between Trent Williams and Kyle and how you know his dad got let go in Washington. And they want to stay you know, frosty for sure. But this is a, a Washington team that, you know, if they really want to be in the postseason, winning out wouldn't be a bad idea at all. you got two teams with sort of different things to play for tomorrow afternoon. Well, they gave up 13 points to the Giants last week. Uh, it was the Giants' defense that scored the first def- uh, touchdown against Washington on a sack fumble by Kayvon Thibodeau. But this is a good defense. I mean, anybody that would ever take this defense lightly just isn't watching. And they are going to get the return of Chase Young. And the last time Chase Young played against the 49ers, it was uh, you know down in Arizona because of COVID. But uh, last time he played, he was the best player on the field. Now, Trent Williams was out there. There was a lot of guys who won't be out there on Sunday. But uh, Chase Young was the best player on the field that day, forced two fumbles, scored a touchdown. And you add him to Deron Payne and to Jonathan Allen going to the Pro Bowl and, you know, to Montez Sweat. I mean, it's a formidable front, but, you know, their linebackers, their safeties have been active. Um, you know, they could, crawl, they could cause a lot of problems for any offense. Baldy, you know, we, me and Damon were talking earlier about Brock Purdy and how, yeah, he came back against the Dolphins, but all things considered, things have really been on schedule. So is it crazy to say that maybe as a Niners fan or, or, or even the Niners coaching staff, you'd want Brock Purdy to in some way struggle a little bit just to see how he overcomes that adversity before the playoffs? Or at this point, Damon was even talking about maybe just running a two-minute drill, even if you don't have to. Or at this point, do you just ride the wave and, you know, if it happens in the playoffs, we'll see what happens. Well, I think uh, all young guys, uh, you know, struggle at some point. Now, I mean, it's been three really good games. Uh, the stats are the stats. Is but what really impresses me most, Alan, is just his pocket presence and how he can either buy time in the pocket, maneuver in the pocket, but he's not a guy that feels pressure and immediately wants to escape the pocket the way you saw Zach Wilson last night, the way you saw, you know, Desmond Ritter in Atlanta last week. You don't see any of that panic as soon as color, you know, comes at him. So that's that's a good sign. Now, but, you know, we don't know what's going to happen if he throws a bad interception. He could have thrown one against Ryan Neal last Thursday night. Could have been intercepted. We don't know what is going to happen. But I have a feeling like he's going to be able to shake it off. But, you know, the idea that you could just, okay, let's create situations to get ready for the postseason. I think you just got to let him play. And the more he plays, the more he sees, the more he's more comfortable he's going to get. Uh, he already looks comfortable. But I think the even more, you know, information that he has at his fingertips about the offense the better he can play. Baldy, why does Taylor Heineke bring the, the, the commanders into the win column more often than Carson Wentz? 
because of exactly what I said about Brock. He has tremendous pocket awareness. He throws with, because he doesn't have a strong arm, uh, not even close to a strong arm, he has to throw the, the ball with such anticipation. So he has to really know what the defense is doing. Are they in man? Are they in zone? Are they in combination? You know, he's got to know where the holes are to throw the ball. It gets them into, into trouble, trouble sometimes when receivers aren't exactly where they're supposed to be or he leads them too far and they get hit. But he throws the ball with incredible anticipation because of his ability to anticipate and to read what defenses are doing to him. Baldy, do you think the Niners defense, a lot of people, you know, everybody wants to say this is the best and they're quick to crown people as they say. Do you think this Niners defense should already be considered historic? And if not, what else do you think they have to do? Do they have to win the whole thing? Do they have to get to the NFC championship? What are your thoughts on the Niners defense? Yeah, you got to You got to look. I mean, Kansas City, you know, they they, they they couldn't stop a fly sweep to save their life. They put up 42 points on San Francisco. Mm-hmm. It's the same guys that are playing out there right now. So, you know, in order to put any historic perspective on it, you got to win in the postseason. You certainly got to get to a Super Bowl, you know, and championship level defenses, whether it's Chicago in 85 or the Ravens in 01 or, you know, those defenses were championship level defenses. And they're talked about, you know, in in the pantheon of time. I played with the Philadelphia Eagles team in 91. They were the number one defensive football, but they didn't win anything in the postseason. So we talk about Reggie White and we talk about players in that defense, but we don't talk about them the way we talk about the Ravens or the Bears or anybody else, the Giants at times. So that you've got to take it into the postseason and shut teams down there. That's how you're going to get measured. Brian Baldinger on 95.7 The Game. And we will let you get to your gate and board soon enough here. But you are on your way to Kansas City. We got Chiefs and Seahawks on uh, on your schedule. How come the Kansas City Chiefs aren't talked about nearly as much as they were just a couple years ago? I mean, we always like to focus on shiny new objects. This is an 11-3 and football team that is number one in points per game, number one in yards per game, number one in yards per play, number one in passing yards per play, number one in first downs, thirds downs, fourth downs, and they yeah. you know skinned the Niners alive when they played them. Why aren't we talking about them as they're clearly the team to beat in all of football? I, you know, I honestly think it's like, and I think this is one of the reasons why the Chiefs have struggled the last two weeks. Had to take the, you know, the Texans to overtime last week. I think there's just Chiefs fatigue. They've won their division seven straight times in a row. We know exactly who Patrick Mahomes is, what he's capable of doing, you know, no matter what the circumstances are. So I just think they're like, okay, we know what Kansas City is. Let's talk about Buffalo. You know, let's talk about some of these other teams. Yeah. Uh, you know, who's who's on the, uh, you know, who's coming from behind? Are the, the Chargers going to be a contender here by the time we get to week 18? So I think it's just a little bit of the Chiefs fatigue, which isn't fair to them because I watched them run Isaiah Pacheco and Jet McKinnon last week in a one-two combination that looked absolutely lethal the way they ran the ball. And I have a feeling, like, if they want to do that, you know, tomorrow to Seattle, they're more than capable of doing that to Seattle. No, it should be a hell of a game. I'm glad you're going to be there for it. They are, to me, the least talked about great 11-3 and team of the season. Uh, when you're at an airport, do you have a pre-flight ritual? Uh, to me, if I ever see, like, an Auntie Anne's or a Wetzel's pretzel, I'm getting a pretzel at an airport. Do you have a go-to airport move? If I'm in Miami, I'm getting some Cuban coffee. It's, it's too sweet, Damon, but it's so delicious and it's dirt cheap, but it's so good. And I, I have to have myself a Cuban coffee uh, when I get to uh, the Miami airport, Fort Lauderdale airport. 
travel safe and Merry Christmas to you, brother. Thanks so much for joining us. All the best, Damon. You too, Al. Enjoy the holidays. There he is, Brian Baldinger. We weren't going to keep him. I hear the airport announcements going on behind him. He's got to get to a gate. I mean, come on. And running through an airport like OJ catching a rental car. Bad, (laughs) bad reference, I guess. Well, the question is, Damon, if they're both in the airport, Auntie Anne's and Wetzel's, where are you going? Look at you going Auntie Anne, like she's really part of the family. (laughs) Um, You know, I, I, at that point, whatever's closest. I don't mm. think I have a definitive why I prefer Wetzel's to Auntie's or the other way around. I'm a Wetzel's guy. You are a Wetzel's guy. They're a little bit thicker. Okay. They're thicker than Auntie Anne's, you know. Okay. All right. Now, do you, here's a question. Are you just OG mustard the whole way through or do you go with their special dipping sauces? I actually go cinnamon sugar. I go cinnamon sugar, but when I, you know, in Philly, they got the soft pretzels out there. Sure. So then I got hip to to that whole thing. But out here, I go sweet. Okay. That's uh, shameful, if you don't mind me saying. <laughs> shameful. No, I'll wear it. No, I'm, 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 a, I'm a pretzel salt mustard guy. That's it. Yeah. We don't, we don't get any more special than that. So. All right. All right. I mean, maybe if I had taste... T- tasted all the options, mm-hmm. I would have a stronger definitive feeling. Uh, and I go full on official pretzel size. I'm not interested in your bucket of pretzel poppers. No, no, I no, don't I do want that. full pretzel. Right, right. By the way, guys, really quickly, uh, Baldy wanted me to tell you as I was talking to him as we were saying bye. He has a first class ticket. He was the last person on his flight. That's how much he's dedicated to talking Niners football here on 95.7 The Game. He waited just for us. Wow. First of all, that's awesome. Second of all, thank God his flight's even flying. Have you seen what's going on with all of this, you know, the, the, this cold front that has come through the country has got just airports paralyzed and people stranded left and right. But, you know, if you're Brian Baldinger with a first-class ticket, you'll just stroll on whenever you need to. You'll be all right. Yeah, you're going to be okay. Um, but, man, I'm look at him flying first class. Is that a little Westwood One hooking it up? I'm going to tell you right now, his agent put that in the contract. They'll put you in business class before they stick you in first class unless your agent's working double time for Mm. you. Pro tip. Compass. Compass. Okay. Compass media. All right. Yeah. Get an agent. Get yourself that first class ticket. My dad had a great saying. He'd say, son, remember, it only costs 90% more to go first class. That's it. That's that's it. That's it. Only 90% more. By the way, welcome. Just a few ticks early to your 5 o'clock hour. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.